Haddly doodly, this is Headnet from the band Oakley Doakley, and you're listening to Four Finger Discount. Four Finger Discount, dude! Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we've got a very special podcast. It's not an episode review. It's an interview with Head Ned from Oakley Doakley. I'm Dando. I am Mitch. What a dude, hey? Very, very cool guy. Um, this, is, this is a fun interview to do, actually. It's um, for We touch on it a little bit in the interview, but Oakley Doakley is one of those bands that every couple months will get someone send a message through to the page going, oh my God, have you heard of these guys? They've um, been around for four years. <laughs> they've been around for a while, but they're sort of on that threshold of like, huge viral success but that still means that there is so many people that are discovering them for the first time well, so they've it's, never been it's a lot of fun. yeah exactly so first tour in australia um the tour dates for people that might be interested in going along they're here from february the 11th to the 15th um really jam-packed tour so they're playing the zoo in brisbane on the 11th the basement in canberra on the 12th the cambridge hotel in newcastle on the 13th the crowbar on the 14th in Sydney and then finishing off at one of my favourite venues, the Corner Hotel in Melbourne on the 15th of February. Unfortunately, that's my wedding anniversary. Well, what better way to spend it? What better way? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Tickets available through their website, oakleydoakley.com. I wonder if I can sell it to Nicola. Can we go see a Ned Flanders nettle band? No, no, no. It's a surprise date. Oh, do I Honey, dare do don't it? worry. I've taken care of the anniversary plans. I'm actually going to do that. That should be so amazing. <laughs> I cannot... I buy her a Mod Flanders costume. Don't ask why, I just wear it. <laughs> it's a role play thing. Look, you know, we've got to shake things up a little. I rock up. I, I put on my, my Ned Flanders get up, the green sweater, pink shirt. You arrive yep. with Ash. Yeah, Same yeah. sweater. No, well, Ash and I can come as Rod and Todd. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, head and head. Um, really, really great chat. Yep, we actually mentioned on their 14th gig at the Crowbar in Sydney that, well, we won't spoil it, but if... Fans of our podcast, we've issued you a challenge. Yes. So, please adhere to this. Get your arts and crafts skills ready. Yes, and come through. I think you can probably guess what it is, what he wants you to bring. Well, if you put two and two together. Flanders Valentine's Day, you know. But yeah, so um, once again, run through those days. Tuesday, February 11th at the Zoo in Brisbane. Uh, February 12th at the Basement in Canberra. February 13th, Cambridge Hotel Newcastle. February 14th at the Crowbar in Sydney. And finally, February 15th at the Corner Hotel in Melbourne. Tickets are available from oakleydoakley.com. But Mitch, shall we get into our interview? Let's do. Hey guys, welcome to Four Finger Discount, where today we are joined on the line by a member of a heavy metal band who, after forming in 2015, have since released two studio albums, appeared on The Simpsons, and are set to make their first Australian tour in February 2020, supported by Dr. Colossus. They are Oakley Doakley, and we are lucky to be joined by Head Ned. Head Ned, Hadley Doodley. Hadley Doodley, how are you guys? Yeah, not too bad, sir. Yeah, very good, thank you. It's uh, 8 o'clock in the morning here in Australia and we're seeing some weird blue stuff in the sky for the first time in Victoria for around about a month. Um, so, it, our, our spirits are up. We can actually wear t-shirts, which is that's nice. That's nice. That's good. And that's far far too early in the morning for me to exist usually. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, ho- I hope it's fun. It's a good church hour, actually, on Sunday. Uh, now, Ned, you're in the middle of uh, a pretty intense sort of press junket at the moment. How's the day been? Uh, been pretty good. I've actually been uh, I've, uh, I've been in the studio, too. I just just got done recording some vocals for, for a new tune that we're going to try and put out uh, kind of before our... Um, before our Australian tour. So, um, so yeah, it's been, it's, it's been a busy day. Can we get a hint from what season the reference is from in the title? 
Oh geez, I I usually I'm not even actually sure what the what season it's from, but it's I took a prayer that uh, that Ned was saying uh, at the dinner table, and the the main quote to the main chorus is, uh, "Let's not forget the humane but determined boys over at the slaughterhouse." Yes. Uh, so yeah, we're on a little tune called Slaughterhouse. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I have to say, personally, uh, as not. You know, I, I've grown up. My taste in music probably steers more towards the whimsical. So I had to, um, I had to binge listen a little bit to to wrap my head around uh, your your particular brand and, and metal music. Do you find that you get a lot of people to your shows that might be experiencing metal for the first time, and you know, are using the the Ned reference as a gateway? Yeah, actually. Um... I mean, in all honesty, when, when we kind of started the band, I, I had never really been in a metal band, and the bands that I played in uh, beforehand, most people just kind of compared to Weezer. Um, yep. So this was kind of my first foray in, into metal, and yeah, at the shows, it's really cool. We have people come up who say, like, yeah, I'm, I'm you know a huge Simpsons fan, and this was my first metal show, and this was my first mosh pit, and I only got kicked in the head three times, so <laughs> I had a good time. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of people who, yeah, this, this, you know, turns into kind of a, a gateway to, to metal for them, which is, which is always really cool, uh, for me to hear. I like that, that we're, you know, a good time and can be kind of a, a catalyst for, uh, for people's rage. Describe the visual of a mosh pit filled with Ned Flanders. <laughs> it's, oh man. Um, it's very fun. We played, we recently finished a UK tour and we just happened to play London on Halloween. Wow. Uh, and we had more, we call them bonus Neds. <laughs> um, we had more bonus Neds than we've ever had before. And it was a mosh pit full of Flanders and it's a lot of green and pink, which is weird to see in there. Um, it's, it's kind of, kind of like, it looks like a very healthy smoothie. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And it's a lot of people who are like the sweaters start out in this lighter green and then the sweaters just get this darker and darker green as the show goes because it's a pit is already sweaty enough and you have the bonus Neds who are doing the Brutalino thing, which is wearing a sweater uh, in, in the pit. And it's uh, it is just a lot of sweat and a darkening green um, and, uh, and yeah, a lot of mustaches on the floor afterwards. Just a smell of damp wool by the end of the night, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. It's, 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 it's nice and dank and, and you gotta love the dank. Gotta love the dank. Do you get any bonus mods to the shows? Uh, yeah, we actually have, um, the amount of Simpsons characters we've seen is, is pretty great. We've had a couple mods. We've had a heavy metal mod. We had a, a mod one time that had like uh, like big T-shirt cannon wounds. Oh, like nice. she had wounds that had T-shirts embedded into them. Um, that was really great. That was heavy metal. And uh, yeah, we've had like sideshow bobs and autos and uh, a couple homers. Um, so yeah, it's it's been cool to see the different you know different characters people choose to to come out and and rage in and as. Now, you guys, obviously, you know, you're talking about you wearing the sweaters. Is there any reason you chose the hottest month of the year in Australia to come down <laughs> and tour? <laughs> yeah, um, part of that might have been, you know, being in the Northern Hemisphere, we're like, oh boy, February, it will be nice and cool. <laughs> um, and then realizing the whole season switch kind of backfired on us. Uh, mostly, it was just, uh, mostly it was just kind of the timing. We had, um, 
uh, we had our UK tour and, and we're doing our Europe tour in a couple weeks. Um, and it just happened to be kind of when we get the offers. Um, but we've toured in, uh, like Texas and Florida in, in August of last year and experienced humidity that would kind of max out the sweat in any sweater. So, uh, we kind of did some training for it and, and we'll see, uh, we'll see if we survive. Intense altitude training or heat training <laughs> to prepare for the land down under. That's pretty cool. Uh, do you, you I, I, from having a look at your tour guides, uh, tour dates, I believe you guys are playing a gig on Valentine's day. Um, is there a chance of seeing the heart shaped, uh, sort of get up and a little serenade for the audience, <laughs> just especially for us? <laughs> Uh, you know, that, that wouldn't be a bad idea do the heart shape thing. Um, I have wanted to work Ned's version of Rod Stewart into, into a song, uh, for quite a while now. And I think that would, you know, that would sound pretty good. The, if, if you think I'm cuddly and you want to hug yeah. me that bit, um, good encore song, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. I think the only issue is the heart suit. We would either have to make it there or fit it on the plane. And we're pretty limited as far as. Uh, what we can kind of take just having mm. just fitting all of our sweaters in our luggage tends to be a little bit of a challenge put the call out um, to fans yeah, someone down here will do it for one, you. one of our listeners will do it for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah if somebody builds a heart suit uh then i will learn rod stewart in the green room and and we will play that song what other costumes do you just just wear the flanders outfit or do you get put, bust out the other uh, ski suit for nothing at all <laughs> uh in all honesty, I actually, yeah, I've, I have uh, bought one of those skin-tight morph suits um, <laughs> and painted it with some blue fabric paint, paint and whatnot. And uh, I don't want to reveal too much on the show, um, but uh, but yeah, there is a we we definitely reference really hard the the stupid sexy Flanders bit uh, with our song "Nothing at All." Perfect. Now, so, now one of your first songs. You've probably discussed this a million times, but we're going to do it again. White Wine Spritzer, back in 2016, you made the video, went viral. Then you get an email in February this year from The Simpsons saying we want to put it on the show. What goes through your mind when you read that email? Is, is the first thoughts, is this legit? Like, is this a troll or? Yeah, that actually, that's kind of what it was. Like, I when I first got the email, I woke up to it in the morning. We were on tour um, and, you know, kind of did the uh, standard uh, you know, no, no brain function morning thing of just grab my phone and see what the, uh, see what the anxiety square has me <laughs> has for me that day. Um, and yeah, it was an email from, from Fox and, and I was like, Oh boy. And I, I popped it open. Did you first thought we're it. being sued? <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh, here's the cease and desist letter. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd, open it up and it was from the, they said that they wanted to put the music video on an episode. Uh, and yeah, I, I didn't believe it. I didn't know what to do. I was like, Whoa, I was like this. I, I didn't believe it all the way up until it aired. Like I, I told the guys in the band, um, and I told all the people who had helped make the music video, but I didn't tell like our PR team or <laughs> management or like, I hardly even like, told anybody anybody close to the band and so when it aired it was kind of a big surprise for for me and everyone it was really it was really really cool i i almost still don't believe it like it's hard to it's hard to look back um and think like oh that actually happened it is pretty amazing it's something about the viral nature of your band that in the position that we're in um 
it feels like for a lot of people, it's still like this inside sort of joke that they have. Well, not inside joke, but they every few months we will get someone send us a news article saying, oh my God, have you heard of this band? It feels like there are people <laughs> still discovering you as if you've, you know, as if for the first time uh, all over the world. And obviously, you know, moments like that would be, would be a gateway to a lot of people to finding out that, that there's a band out there dressed like Ned Flanders. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool to see, uh, to see uh, people who will have discovered us recently and they'll reach out or, or people sharing it and whatnot. And, and it's funny how many, um, Simpsons memes and specifically Flanders memes get sent to our Facebook page and whatnot. (laughs) Like, uh, we'll get, we'll get tons of them. And actually I, I've been, a follow on follower on on your guys's Facebook for for quite a while, and it's what helps me keep up with uh, some of the most recent Simpsons memes and things. Um, it's part of the reasons why uh, uh, our our latest tour with Max Sabbath, my line always going out was like, "Are you ready to ready for us to kick out the steamed jams?" <laughs> um, so yeah, having the having the whole steamed hams thing was helpful, and and so yeah, it's it's I try and keep up on. Uh, uh, on what the internet has been doing with the Simpsons lately. Uh, it's so hard to do. Just as soon as you think the lemon memes are done, someone will come up with a new twist and they'll come <laughs> roaring back to the front. <laughs> yeah. Tell us a bit about the Roadie Active crew. Uh, so, the, the Rodeo Active crew is, uh, is it's definitely, so the suit is based on, uh, obviously, Homer's suit in, in the intro and whatnot. Um, I know I might be revealing big secrets and, and whatnot, but usually most of the people in the suits are just us. <laughs> uh, and the reason we do that is so that, you know, one, it's it's kind of fun. Um, and two, so we can put on our Ned Flanders get-ups early and have those on already. Uh-huh. Uh, and then just zip the suit over it, go set up, and then uh, we can kind of tear backstage and de-suit from that. And we don't have to scramble to put on a put on a sweater and a polo and slick the hair back and and do all that stuff well it makes sense you got to try and save some time because your tour in australia is pretty brutal it's like five dates five nights i think mitch was saying yeah yeah we're gonna be uh i guess on on a lot of airplanes and and Mm. whatnot we're used to i mean touring in the in the u.s they'll usually set it up to where you can drive from from place to place um Australia is a really long way away, like as in every town in Australia. Uh, where, and you might, I mean, you can look at it on a map, but you won't appreciate it until you hear just the sheer amount of distance that we try to put between ourselves and our neighbours. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's and it's going to be such a. I feel like it's going to be a huge change because we just played. We did a tour of England, uh, and mm-hmm. every show was like the the longest drive was like five hours. Like we, we had shows where like I'd get in the van, I'd set up my laptop, I'd like get my coffee ready, I'd get everything charged, and then it's like, all right, well we're here. <laughs> well, that five hours is going to be the drive from the hotel to the uh, venue this time. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it'll it'll be fun. I, I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a good change of change of landscape. Have you ever been out to Australia yourself? I know obviously it's the first time for the band, but is it your first time down here as well? Yeah, it, it'll be be my first time over in Australia. Is there anything in particular that you're worried about or looking forward to? I always hear just descriptions of, of obscenely large spiders. Yes. Yeah, it's always uh, spiders, yeah. Yeah, the guys from Dr. Colossus have been chatting with them, and we kind of did a little interview uh, back and forth, and the advice that they had was uh, from 
a quote from the great Mo Sislak, which was just, uh, everybody tuck your pants into your socks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, that, that'll be interesting. Um, but, I mean, other than that, it's, it's uh, I, I'm, I'm just kind of open to open to the experience and we'll see how many, how many large spiders uh, and poisonous things and whatnot that, uh, that we do encounter. Yeah, cool. I think uh, that Australian audiences will really embrace the, and I don't use this word in a negative sense, but will embrace the gimmick of a band dressed up uh, all as Ned Flanders. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but we had a, um, a band called Tism that was really big in Australia for a while that had God knows how many members, but they all you know, had to, they basically wore gimp suits on stage. It was all protected identity and that sort of thing and kind of became this really cult underground secret in a time before the internet. Yeah, no, that, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad to hear on that. And we've seen that um, in the US, you've got a lot of kind of like gimmick bands and things. There's like the, a circuit of them, uh, the two around and whatnot. But then when we went over to like the UK and even, uh, from what we're seeing from Europe, it seems like there's a kind of a bigger, uh, bigger audience for it, and, and people do kind of appreciate the the goofiness uh, a little bit more. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to, to to play some shows down in Australia and see what the response is. That's pretty cool. You'd mentioned in a previous interview that uh, perhaps jokingly about starting up that your next project will be a Motown band uh, based on Moses like. <laughs> Have you given any thought to? I know Spinal Tap uh, have opened for themselves in different costumes before. Is there any chance that we could get the Mo Sislax opening? Maybe, yeah. That's I've had that idea for a bit too. Um, I've I've had ideas that even branch out into completely different shows and whatnot, like doing a, a King of the Hill band called Propane and Discomfort. <laughs> uh, a Futurama band that's just bite my shiny death metal and um, yeah it's it's something that we we haven't quite put the uh, uh, put the green light on but uh, that's something I'd be into and yeah maybe maybe one day you'll see uh, you'll see the Sizzlax opening up for Oakley Doakley. You've mentioned numerous times how when you were first writing I think it was the second album you had to watch the first ten seasons in the space of a month. Now I know they're amazing episodes, but is that hard work? No, definitely not. Um, I mean, going through it, it was it was kind of fun. It was like because uh, with the band and everything and, and work and whatnot, I get I get pretty busy. So to be able to justify sitting down and binge watching The Simpsons as you know, kind of a it's like, well, I need to do this. I have to do this. Uh, you know. It, it was it was absolutely a blast to go through and watch the episodes, and I don't think there was ever a point where I was just like, "Oh no, this episode." Uh, it was always something would come up, and I'd be like, "Oh yay, the you know the this is the Trambopoline episode," <laughs> or like, "Oh this you know this is happening." So yeah, no, it was uh, it, it was it was a blast. It was I, great. There's so much good content within the first ten seasons that I don't think I was ever bored. I know you got the, the million downloads on Bandcamp and whatnot when you first sort of put those photos out, but at, at what point did you, you really sit down and realize, wait a minute, we can we can make a career out of this? I think it kind of came, it was very slow. We, um, when we first got all the attention and whatnot on the internet, we, we kind of reeled back a little bit because the demos were just like made in my house. They were press photos. The whole purpose was to uh, 
basically stopped getting weird looks when we described to people that we were starting a Ned Flanders band. We're like, we'll just do some photos and a demo. That way we can just say, here's an internet address. You can go and look at it. We don't have to describe it anymore. Um, and then when it kind of like spread out, we kind of stepped back. That's when we uh, recorded the record, did, did a proper record and uh, did the music video. And when the music video got a bunch of attention, um, that was kind of the step towards we, we ended up getting an offer um, from an agency that said, hey, I'm, I'm setting up a tour with Max Sabbath and Metalachi. Um, and so when I, I was finally able to kind of quit my job and went out on that first tour um, opening for those guys, that was kind of the, the moment where it was like, you know, suddenly, suddenly uh, dressing like Ned Flanders and, and yelling at people might, might pay the bills for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, like we were discussing before we gave you a call, you know, you've got, like Mitch was saying, the gimmick, you know, of dressing like Ned Flanders. But if your music wasn't awesome, then people wouldn't be coming. They're coming for the... They, they, <laughs> you're getting them in the door with the, the Flanders aspect, but your music's what's keeping them around. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, it's nice because we're, when we're in the studio, we're, there's a bit of a, a perfectionist kind of mentality with a lot of the band members. So mm. we wanted to create something that was, that was fun with, with the music. And I think a lot of... Uh, when a lot of people are, are creating music, uh, they try and just put as much of, you know, as much talent as they've got and as much of everything into the songs. But I think sometimes it turns a little bit better if you reel it back and you're just having fun with it. Our, our first record, we weren't trying to write anything that was super heavy or technical. We just wanted to, to be as, you know, grindy and punchy as possible. Um, and I think that that kind of helped us make some music that the people could headbang to and, and enjoy it along with the, you know, the whole uh, diddlies and, and doodlies bit. I have to say that I really enjoyed Mer Diddly Erdola, uh, Erdera, <laughs> sorry, as um, uh, of the songs that I was listening to, um, amazing harmony at the beginning of that and such a, like, really kind of perfect phrase, but sounds like it would be really difficult to sing in, in the metal style. Like, it's hard enough to say just to speak let alone have yeah. to, you know, growl that yeah, out. Yeah, I, I, I would be lying if I didn't say that I've spent some time, like part of my, my vocal warm-up before shows also includes rattling out diddlies and doodlies as, as fast as I can. <laughs> um, yeah, there's some bits that, you know, uh, I'll, I'll tend to ask the audience, like, who here has a dream of, you know, someday quitting their pharmaceutical job and opening up a store entirely dedicated to left-handed items? <laughs> so... Being able to rattle out some diddlies and and flip the you know yell mer diddly erdler correctly without tripping all over yourself takes some some Flanders practice. Now we have this running gag on the podcast where Mitch sings purple drapes to the tune of Prince's Purple Rain. Does do purple drapes make an appearance at the uh, Oakley Doakley events? Yeah, yeah, that's usually um, it. Should be should be part of our set list, and often what we'll do is. Uh, we we ask the audience about their dreams and and what kind of dreams that they have and then uh, and then we say that our dream uh, is uh, is to play a show with a backdrop of a beautiful beautiful set of purple drapes and we ask the audience to pretend that there are purple drapes on the stage and uh, make them shout the color of the drapes and then uh, and then we'll play purple drapes and uh, scream along to it and, um, and yeah that's a uh, 
it's kind of our, our, our running ode to how, how we usually celebrate that all our life we've wanted purple drapes. Well, we'll wrap this up head and there because I know you've got a busy media junk, as Mitch was saying, but this week on the podcast, we're actually, it's good timing, we're reviewing Viva Ned Flanders now, which is a favourite of a lot of uh, Simpsons fans for Flanders episodes. What would be the Flanders go-to episode for, for Head Ned? Oh, man, uh, definitely the Hurricane Neddy mm, yeah. episode. Um, like that one, uh, we've even got, I usually try and only pull Ned quotes for songs, f- like one per episode, but I've got a couple from that one uh, where he's kind of circled by the town and Ned yeah. has kind of broken and gone on his rage and Lenny walks up and he's like, I, I don't even know you, but I'm sure you're a jerk. <laughs> um, it's where we get our song. You're a jerk. Yep. Um, and yeah, there's just, there's so much good background to Ned and the whole spankological protocol and, uh, his lousy beatnik parents and stuff, all that stuff happening in that episode. Um, there's so much, so much good fodder for, for a Flanders band. So that's, that's hurricane Nettie's my go-to. Alrighty, Head Ned. Well, thank you so much for your time. Good luck with the tour and hope to talk to you again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, guys. Head Ned, ladies and gentlemen, what an absolute champion he was. Don't forget, they're going to be coming for their first Australian tour in February 2020, February 11th at the Zoo in Brisbane, February 12th at the Basement Canberra, February 13th, Cambridge Hotel, Newcastle, February 14th, Crowbar in Sydney, and finally February 15th at the Corner Hotel Melbourne tickets available from oakleydoakley.com. That is an intense tour. Five days, five nights. Like, what a tour. Yeah, I, I would not have taken that on. <laughs> if it was me. <laughs> I don't think they realise how big... Oh, they said planes. So, they're not taking the, yeah, uh, the no, Ned Vanders this be, time. They'll be flying around, not in the Ned Vanders, but supported by Dr. Colossus as yeah. well, which is, uh, which is very cool. Um, I know that there's a lot of our listeners who are who are fans of Dr. Colossus. Yeah. So, um, that's going to be a really fun-filled night of Simpsons themes and metal. Unfortunately, if you don't live on the East Coast, you're going to have to make the trip over, but it's definitely going to be worth it. I've heard nothing but good things about these guys live. Yeah. Like, it's just going to be one hell of an evening, especially if you're a Simpsons fan, and if you like metal music. Yeah, and as I, as I kind of alluded to, so as a guy who hasn't listened to metal, I actually really enjoy listening to their music on the uh, in the preparation for the interview. Um so like I think that that's going to be it's just going to be a fun gig like mm. if you've if you've ever thought ah oh, well you know I've never been but let's give it a give it a try um, just go you know pop your best sweater on jump up and down kick someone in the head what more could you ask for <laughs> on a on a Valentine's Day <laughs> where else can you dress up as Flanders and just beat the crap out of people Church. in a mush pit <laughs> thank you once again for listening to our review uh, our interview sorry with Head Ned from Oakley Doakley make sure you get to their gigs Mitch any final words for the listeners. Well, you know, there's only one thing that, that comes to mind when I'm trying to wish someone good luck for a, their first ever Australian tour. Godspeed, little doodle. Shh.